It's time for Hoop Talk, presented by Olympia Orthopedic Associates on 95.3 KGY. A weekly look at high school basketball in the area with your hosts, Noel Wall and Olympian prep contributor, Dave Weber. And good morning and welcome, welcome indeed to uh, Hoop Talk. If I can talk this morning, it is uh, Thurston County's High School Basketball Roundup Show and uh, it'll be available for podcast. I've got my fingers crossed on the KGY website. Look for Hoop Talk under the on-air drop-down menu. You can also enter your soon-to-be new driver to win uh, driver's education from 911 Driving School, as Ashley did last week. Appreciate that. Later today, we're going to hear from Rainier Girls coach uh, Brandon Egebrod and uh, freshman player Kaylee Schultz. The Rainier Girls orchestrated a big turnaround over last year. We'll hear about that. Also, Dave's interviews with uh, the boys' coach, of Tumwater, Josh Wilson, and where are they now? They're in high school right now, but the big question is where will they be next season? We're going to find out who's signing to play college football. So today's question isn't where are they now, it's where will they be next fall. And uh, and we'll also find out who they are, right, Dave? We will find that out, and they're continuing to uh, dribble in as, as throughout the day. But we've got Oh, a, a basketball we- joke. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But we've uh, we've got a bunch of them already figured out, and we'll talk about them at the end of the show. All right, and let's dive right in here to SeaTac uh, League. Pope John Paul uh, boys are going to finish the season at three and ten in league, five and fifteen overall, and the girls uh, finish without a win and uh, hoping for better luck next year. Yeah, the girls did. They both lost their last regular season game at Evergreen Lutheran. Then they had a SeaTac uh, League tournament, and Northwest Yeshiva knocked out the girls. Boys are still playing, though, or at least they were through last night. Uh, they lost their regular season games, I mentioned, to Evergreen Lutheran. Then they beat Northwest Yeshiva in the first round of the league tournament, lost to Muckleshoot, and I guess that was enough, though, to send them into the uh, – uh, no, actually, still the, it's not the district. It's still their league tournament against Puget Sound and Adventist. That game was last night, so we don't have the uh, Don't know what that happens there. That. All right. Uh, the Rainiers boys, uh, they could uh, hope for some improvement. I think they're going to finish the season one and nine in league and three and seventeen overall. Yeah, played their last game against On Alaska and didn't get that one. Um, but you know, Rainiers always had some good success in other sports, football and baseball. So wouldn't be surprised to see the boys bounce back in a in one of the next coming couple of seasons. And speaking of other teams having success, the girls have had an amazing turnaround from being two and eighteen. To being uh, finishing nine and one, nineteen and one overall. Uh, district started Monday night, right? Is that right? Um, no, they don't play until Saturday. Actually, okay. But, uh, maybe they had by then. There probably Saturday. was district games last night, but as the second seed out of their league, yeah, they get all the way to the uh, I think it's to the semifinals to get a bye, so they won't be playing till Saturday. Um, yeah, they finished out their uh, league season with a win over Winlock and. In the voting for all league, Kaylee Schultz, who we're going to hear from on the interview, she was named the co-MVP of the league, and Coach Igebrod was named the Coach of the Year of the league. They were two and eighteen last year, nineteen and one this year. Uh, his first year as the coach maybe had something to do with it. Also, an influx of five star ninth graders, including Schultz and another girl named uh, Faith Bosch, who's been really good for them. So, um, just a big, big turnaround for them. And they finished behind Wakayakum. I don't know how Wakayakum did last year, but uh, man, what a turnaround that is! It, indeed, it is. All right, so let's uh, we'll go ahead and hear those interviews. 
Here they are. We're at Rainier High School with head growth coach Brandon Eigenbrod. Brandon, you guys have had a massive turnaround from last year when the team only won one or two games, and this year you're 19-1 heading into districts. What's made the difference? We've just put the time in. We put a, a whole lot of time in. It started with summer. Uh, we played around 40 games as a varsity squad. It practiced a whole lot. Our goal was to become winners over the summer. Uh, you know, we hadn't, the program in the previous years haven't had a lot of success, so we wanted to turn that around and show them what success looks like. And the first tournament we went in, it was it was. Kind nice we we won it right off the bat which built their confidence let that uh the senior group a couple juniors and sophomores underneath them start believing that hey we can do this and then this talented freshman group that we have we had uh two all league nominations uh, kaylee schultz got a co-mvp of the 2b central league faith bash another freshman was uh, an honorable mention what so, makes them so good yeah uh time they've they've been playing since they were second third grade i, I kind of was bl- i was blessed to walk into uh, a program who has this young core right off the bat but then again i mean they've been playing but they they put in the most time uh they're in the gym before school they're in the gym you know open gyms and they're just finding ways to play and yeah they put more time kaylee schultz is a is, is a really really talented athlete but uh, she counters that with the hardest work ethic on the team as well. It's always a good combination. Yeah. So you guys got to buy all the way into the quarterfinals and districts as far as I can see on the bracket. And the way I've parceled it out, you then would either face North Bend, on Alaska, or Willapa Valley. Is that uh, the so it's, possibilities? Uh, so our first round will be at North Beach, North Beach, on Alaska, or Willapa Valley. So it's the winner of yeah tonight's and, and you've only played on Alaska of those of that group, right? Yeah, we've we played on Alaska. Twice. We beat them twice. They they played us tough. Yeah. Uh, they were both five point games, I believe, four or five point games. Um, they. They, there's some matchup concern. They, uh, they have some size that we have trouble with. So. Yeah, see what happens. Really, we're yeah. we're we're gonna go watch the the Wednesday night game against right, whoever yeah. we're playing and be ready for whoever. Uh, Very whoever Friday wins. night, Friday night, Saturday, Saturday, night. Saturday, Saturday night. So you yeah, got, be ready. That's for even better. Saturday you get a scouting opportunity yes, Wednesday night yes. and then a couple of night, a couple of days to practice it. So all right, well, good luck and see what happens in the playoffs. But really nice turnaround for you guys this year. All right, now we're with Kaylee Schultz. And, Kaylee, you're just a freshman. You've come in, and you're the leading scorer on a team that has turned everything around. You got to watch a couple of games last year. Did you ever think from seeing that team play that this year's group would be 19-1 and heading into districts? I mean, 19-1 is something way beyond what I could have asked for. But I knew watching last year that uh, next year that this freshman group coming up was going to – we are going to be able to make a difference. We are going to be able to change what's, what was going on and kind of make a turnaround. But from – Two and eighteen, nineteen and one is way beyond. I mean, I knew we had the ability to do it, but actually pursuing and executing that was great. Yeah. And what uh, has your, this freshman group? Have you guys played together for a long time, like an AAU or anything? Or? Uh, we always did like Yum League and like just little rec ball, probably since third, fourth grade. And that's boys and girls too. Like we've all been together. And then moving on, uh, I know Faith and I. We've played on a couple of club teams together, and we've done some tournaments uh, just all together. But overall. Were you surprised at you and Faith being able to score so much at the high school level when you got here? I don't know if I was surprised. I think I hold both of us to very high expectations, so I knew that we would be able to do it. But it was, it's cool still seeing us score so much. What's been something that you didn't expect from high school ball that kind of caught you by surprise? Not literally. When I was an eighth grader, I was so intimidated by playing with upperclassmen, seniors, juniors, playing against them because they've been playing just so much longer than me that I was worried that I'd be inexperienced compared to the rest of them. And I am. I am inexperienced. I've played a lot less than they have, although I think my skill set is just to match as all the seniors. Okay. And what... uh... 
What's the team's goal now? Uh, state. We're going to go to state, and we're going to see how far we can go. I mean, state championship is everyone's ultimate goal, but right now we're on a run, and we want to see how far we can go. All right. Thanks, Kaylee. Awesome. Appreciate taking your time. Thank you. Dave Weber from KGY 95.3 Hoop Talk. Something stood out in that I think that was really, really good. Uh, she said, yes, I am inexperienced. She's clearly not intimidated. Yeah, it's like self-awareness, you know, where you get a player that they have enough experience that they know what they don't know. You know? Yeah. It's like, I'm really good. I'm, I'm confident in myself, but hey, there's still stuff I can learn. So it'd be real interesting to see what happens with her the next three years. Well, and that also leads to my next question. Oh, this team is now 19-1, and one, uh, 9-1 and one overall, a great season but you're about to go and meet a bunch of other teams that have also had great seasons. Yeah, I mean, it's you know as she mentioned, everyone has the same goal. They all want to win the state. Um, and the upside for them is that they are on a roll. They've only lost one game all season. But the downside is um, I'm sure there's a team or two in their district bracket even that has had the same experience already and is older girls, you know, having gone through the building program that right. Rainier has started. So. Um, as they say, that's why they play the games. We'll see what happens. Well, we'll see what happens with the Mountaineers. Speaking of wanting to win state for these guys, it would be a repeat. Northwest Christian uh, is at 13-5, and 15-5 and five overall. They stumbled to fourth after a one-point loss to league-leading Life Christian. Uh, districts began Tuesday at WF West. Uh, have I got all that right? Yeah, you do. Uh, but at Northwest Christian boys did not have to play until uh, tonight. Okay. And they will play either on Alaska or Napa Vine. In the first round of the Southwest Districts, um, there's a play-in game between on Alaska and Napa Vine to see who will meet the Northwest Christian boys, but that will be at 6 p.m. tonight. Okay. And then on the girls' side, 2-15, and 2-18, and 18, uh, they finished with a win over Life Christian. Yep, but 2-18, uh, and 18, and they will have to, uh, as they say, go back to the drawing board over the summer and see what they can do to get things going next year. All right. Uh, moving on to Evergreen League, uh, four teams go to district. Tonino Beavers, 2-6, uh, and 2-18. and eighteen. They play a district number one seat, La Center, at uh, their house tonight. Yep, 12-8 and eight for the Tonino boys. They uh, got off to a great start in the non-league season. Then they fell to fourth and final uh, playoff spot, and they will have to play the uh, Trico champions at their place. So we'll see how that one turns out. On the other hand, the uh, the girls... 14-6, and six, and they do not open the uh, Southwest District playoffs until they play the second-place team out of the Trico, Stevenson, which is also 14-16. and 16. They will go to Stevenson for that game Friday at 7 p.m. All right, and they actually finished third in league. That's right, third. That's right, they were third, not fourth. Yeah, so uh, that's pretty awesome. So Yeah, that's a, that's a turnaround. They weren't a winning team last year. Okay, that is good. That's a good turnaround then. So uh, we got more coming up next up. We got to look at 2A later. We got Dave's interview with Tumwater boys coach Josh Wilson. Where are they now? Today it's where will they be? High school football players who are signing to play college ball. Who's going where? That and so much more. It's Hoop Talk on Olympia's KGY. And we're back with Hoop Talk, presented by Olympia Orthopedic and Rapid Orthopedic. Thank you for joining us. I'm Noel Wall. He's Dave Weber. And we are... Talking hoops, uh, starting with the SPSL in uh, 2A, the River Ridge Hawks, uh, four and nine, and four and nine for the boys and girls in league play. The boys finished seven and fifteen overall. Girls four and sixteen, uh, both of them done for the season. Yeah, the girls were done. They did not uh, make it into the uh, 
SPSL League Tournament. The boys did, but they were beaten um, back-to-back by White River and Lindbergh, and that kept them from advancing to districts. All right, we'll move to uh, the EVCO. And uh, top four going to districts there. Rochester boys, though, will not be in there. They're 0-10 in league play, 2-18 and overall. The girls doing a little better. They are 4-6 and in league, 11-9 and overall with a win over Centralia on Monday. Uh, had to face, uh, and, and they're going to face, I guess, Washougal? They will play Washougal on Friday in the district tournament. Um, had a couple good performances during the week against Aberdeen. Uh, Paige Winter had 23 points, and Sophie Sand had 15 rebounds. So, Rochester girls are, uh, you know, they, they are not up there with the two Tumwater schools or WF West, but they have some pieces, and they are uh, one of the teams that make the 2A EFCO so tough. All right. Black Hills Wolves, they boys are 8-1 and one and 11-8 and eight overall. They are going to finish in first. Uh, they do have a game last night with WF West. Not sure what happened there, uh, but they have district play coming up next. Yeah, and they had a tough uh, loss to Tumwater at their place uh, last week. Got 16 points from Weston Ainsworth, but uh, Birds got him in OT, and that was a uh, disappointing loss because they were trying to go undefeated in the regular season. But sure, sometimes that will spark you. You get a late loss like that to refocus for last night's game against WF West and also their uh, Southwest District opener, which will be against the fourth seed from the Greater St. Helens League, which is not yet determined as of our broadcast. All right, and the girls finished 6-4 and four in league. They are 13-7 and seven overall. And we'll also have district play. Yeah, and they uh, got the number three seed. They will play at either Columbia River or Woodland after those two schools sort out who's going to finish where in the greater St. Helens. And Black Hills, again, I don't want to lean too much on one player, but they only recently got back um, Maisie Williams, their uh, Central Washington bound um, forward. And they also have, uh, since midseason, She's not new, but they've been mixing in Mia Flores, who transferred from Riverage at the start of the year, and she wasn't eligible until uh, midseason. So those are two players that are back recently that uh, could make the difference as you retool for the districts. Okay, and uh, there we go. We'll move on to Tumwater and do the girls first, uh, since we've got an interview with boys coach uh, Wilson a little bit later on. Um, Robin Robinson's uh, girls, 9-1 and one in league, 18-2 and two overall. Holy cow. Last week, the league leaders lost to WF West by a point, then beat Black Hills and Aberdeen uh, Tuesday. They're going to come in for a tie for first. What's going to happen? Well, WF West got the tiebreaker, and I'm not quite sure what they used for that because the uh, head-to-head was even, and Tumwater outscored WF West in the two meetings, but clearly there was some other uh, criteria that was applied. WF West gets the uh, tiebreaker, and that means that um, – Tumwater will be home to whoever finishes lower between Columbia River and Woodland. So Columbia River and Woodland will be playing teams from Tumwater. One of them will be playing Black Hills. One of them will be playing Tumwater. We don't know quite yet which will be which. All right. And the boys, 6-3, and 8-11, and 11, three-way tie for second uh, with Aberdeen and WF West and Aberdeen last night and all kinds of games and all kinds of stuff going on. Yep. Again, nobody knows who's going to be playing who. That's I'm not even going to go through the possibilities because you got to Three-way tie for second in the Yevco. you got some stuff still going on in the Greater St. Helens. But in that big, huge win that uh, Coach Wilson is going to talk about on tape here in a minute, um, they did hand rival Black Hills its first loss at Black Hills. Um, Luke Murphy had 21 points in that. Damon Gaither, 20. And Peyton Peterson had six key free throws in overtime to hold off the Wolves. So 
Um, Tumwater, not going to win the league, but they are uh, making a case through some momentum that they might make some noise in postseason. All right. And uh, anything you want to say about your interview with Josh Wilson before we play it? Um, it just, you know, it was a, a good win for them. And uh, he's uh, obviously was pleased because they're um, – uh, game plan, which focused on getting the ball into the bigs. Murphy only averaged six points during the regular season. They had 21 that night. And also holding off uh, Black Hills from three-point range, which they also did fairly well. All right, here's that interview. Hank was saying your game plan was trying to slow down their three-point shooters. Was that, was that something you guys were trying to do? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they had three guys that absolutely torched us last time. So we were just trying to take advantage of our size, try to get the ball inside, and also just drive the ball to the basket. And even tonight, you know, we, had, we haven't been shooting the ball that well from three, so let's take advantage of where we are doing things well, and that's to the hoop and, and to our bigs. So. And then defensively, yeah, you bet we got stops like that. So. Luke only averaged like six points a game coming in. He had about 20 tonight. Luke probably, I don't know if Luke had 20. I think Damon had 20. Did you have 20, Luke? Did you really? So Damon, Damon? Oh my yeah, gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, sorry. Both had 12 at halftime and they both did a little yeah, no, bit. Well, that's the part of the game yeah. plan, right? So that's you're trying to get, get the ball on yeah. the side. So, uh, yeah, I mean, geez, Luke, I haven't even got a chance. That shows you I haven't got a chance yeah, to really yeah. look at the stats. So right. um, they executed it very, very well, you know, getting the ball inside. So a lot of credit to you know, Cam for finding them on a lot of those looks. And the guys fall on the game plan, right? It's it's uh, uh, sometimes you say that and it doesn't actually happen. And they actually execute it very well. Is it a bigger deal to beat the champions or undefeated? Is it a bigger deal to beat your travel or to build up momentum going into the postseason? Build momentum in the postseason for sure. I mean, this is a team that has been very very good at times and not very good at times. So it just shows that like when they buy in and, and work together, what, what can be accomplished. So like I said, from here, if we could take all those lessons from the season so far, hey, we're, we're in the playoffs. It doesn't matter here right now. You know, the sky's the limit, so we got to take that momentum and just run. How impressed were you with Peyton down the stretcher making seven straight free throws? Yeah, we need somebody there, obviously, to step up and, and stick some, some free throws. So that just shows his mental toughness to be able to come up there and, and stick him. So we needed the guy to do it, and I'm, I'm not surprised it was Peyton. You say he's never done anything like that or made a buzzer beater before. Can you remember any <laughs> clutch shot that he did have, or is he, is he correct? No, not this year. So. <laughs> yeah. The sky's the limit, he said. And uh, I think that's true. They have some size. They have some guys who can shoot. They weren't really relying on their outside game in that one, but they can do it. And, you know, they've got to string together, obviously, several good ones to get to state or what have you. But, uh, you know, they're one of those 8-11 and 11 teams that's a lot better than that, been developing as the year went on, and we'll see what they can do. Yeah. Um, you, you did do an interview with uh, Peyton Peterson, but uh, as, as you heard from the Wilson interview there, uh, it was even noisier as that, so really tough yeah. to hear, so we won't play it. But you, you ask him, too, about it. He's never done a buzzer beater, never big. And he kept shaking his head like no big theatrics yeah. ever from this no, point. He said, uh, he said um, you know, no pressure, just go to the line and knock him down, I think were his words. So, um, yeah, not a, not a bad uh, pressure performance by him. Just seemed to be a lot of pressurized, uh, pressure-proof kids in the area this year. All right. Well, that is awesome right there. And uh, with that, we're going to move on to our next section, uh, still to come, 3A, 4A teams. And uh, we're going to find out where they are. Not now. We know where they are now. It's where they're going to be next year when they're playing football for some college somewhere. This is Hoop Talk on 95.3 KGY. And we're back with Hoop Talk. Hoop Talk is presented by Olympia Orthopedic Associates and Rapid Orthopedic. 
Uh, Noel and Dave here with the only complete high school basketball roundup show. We talk to you about B and A and 2A, and now it's time to look at the 3A schools. Starting with South Sound Conference and the Yelm Tornado. The boys would love to have had a, a league win, and that did not happen. They finished 1-19. and 19. Yeah, last game they were beaten by the league champion, co-champions Capital. Second year in a row, I believe they finished 1-19 overall. Um, you know, all you can do is hope that, uh, like uh, Tom Water and um, Rainier girls, you get an influx of talented freshmen. Big turnaround. Start building the thing up from there. But the girls uh, are 12-8, and eight, and they ended up with a league win over Capital. Maddie Plevyak, who's been their leading scorer, she exploded for 30 in that game. Bailey Hunter had 11. And they opened district play tonight versus Kelso at 7 p.m. And if you really want to read about that game, Google it on the Internet because I will be covering it for the Longview Daily News. So All right. Not on the Olympian side. But, <laughs> okay. But I will be there, and so there will be a story on that online somewhere. And we'll be able to hear about it next week right here That's on Hoop right. Talk. We certainly will. North Thurston Rams, boys 5-9 and nine and 7-13 and 13 overall. That's going to wrap it up for them. Is that right? It will, and it's you know, kind of tough for uh, – Tim Tinkley, he was their senior star. He was a good player on their league champion team last year, but uh, couldn't quite get it done uh, with his teammates that he had this year. He did finish with 17 points in the last game against arch-rival Timberline. Robbie Oth and Alonzo Smith had 10 each in that game. So a few bright spots, but um, they're now really into full-on-out rebuilding with Tim leaving after all the kids they lost from the previous year. Lady Rams 7-6 and six and 11-8 and eight, tied for third with Yelm. And open play uh, in the district uh, tonight at w- Wilson. At Wilson. And in their win over the Blazers, they had three players in double figures. Brooklyn Harn had 16, Rocky Brown 11, Janae Kalama had 10. So um, they're, a, they're a good middle-of-the-pack type team that could pull some upsets in uh, postseason. So we'll see how they do. All right. And we move on to the Shelton High Climbers. Uh, the ladies finished 4-10 and 6-14. and, six and 14. They're done. The boys, 8-6 in league, 12-8 and eight overall, uh, played Spanaway Lake yesterday. They did, and the girls, before we leave them, um, they did finish on a high note. They beat Central Kitsap 59-48 in their last game, and if you uh, if you have to be eliminated from districts, it, it always helps to go home on a on a victory because, remember, all the good teams end with a loss except one. That's right. It goes all the way to the <laughs> state championship game. So the teams that don't make it, a few of them get a chance to go out on a high note, and the Shelton girls did just that. Um, the boys, as you mentioned, um, opened district play last night against Spanaway. They did have a couple of uh, uh, good scores in their loss to CK in the final league game. Ty Thompson had 19. Tyler Ald had 13. All right. One more segment to go. We'll finish with the end of the 3A. we got to talk about uh, 4A and the Olympia Bears. We're going to hear about where they are, not now, but where they'll be uh, some nine months from now when uh, September rolls around. All that's coming up on KGY's Hoop Talk. And we're back with Hoop Talk, presented by Olympia Orthopedic and Rapid Orthopedic. Uh, Let's see, two teams tied at the top of their league, and the boys, Capital and Timberline, are they still tied? They're still tied. They're both uh, claiming co-championships, but it was Capital that... uh... Got the top seed. Got it. They're 11, the, 11 and 2 overall, 17 and 2, tied with Timberline. Right. Uh, district by tomorrow, is that right? Yeah, they will uh, host either Shelton or Spanaway Lake on Friday night. My guess is Spanaway Lake. Could be, could be. And uh, there will be a lengthy feature on Chris Penner, who is their star player, 
in Friday morning's Olympian, for those who want to check that out. Uh, Timberline, um, as we mentioned, they're 16-5, and five, a little bit behind the Capital overall. Um, they lost the uh, tiebreaker. It was just a draw. They drew numbers, and Capital got the lower numbers. So it's kind of a fluke there, and that forced Timberline to uh, go into a play-in game with Wilson. Not a play-in game where someone was going to get eliminated, but kind of a seeding game where both were going on anyway. And on Monday night, the uh, Blazers went into the final seconds, trailing 55-53 to the Rams after lead, trailing by 11 at halftime. And Hunter Campau, who else, made the comeback complete. He got fouled taking a three-pointer right before the buzzer, and he made all three free throws to give the Blazers the win. So Absolutely incredible. As long as they keep playing, Hunter Campau is going to keep stepping up, and uh, we'll see how they do in postseason. They went all the way to fourth and state last year. All right. We'll move to the girls' side and back to Capital, who uh, finished six and eight in the league and twelve and nine overall. They won a one game. Was it a play-in or was it again a seeding game? No, that was a play-in. That was there okay. was two in the district, the West Central District. There was two Monday night games. One was a play-in to get in or out. The other was to get a buy all the way to the quarterfinals, and the other team's still in. Okay, now they play Hudson's Bay tonight. They do right? play Hudson's Bay. They go on the road and see how that goes. Capital Girls. Uh, nice season for them. They they improved over last year. They came out at the start, had a great uh, preseason, struggled a little bit the first time around in the SSC, and then they've come on a little bit stronger second time, second time around. So they are clearly uh, a team on the rise. All right, Timberline girls, meanwhile, are uh, done for the season. They finished five and nine, not bad in league, and seven and thirteen overall. Yeah, kind of a tough season. They have a bunch of seniors who have been uh, been on some better teams for them. So this was kind of a a surprise that they weren't as good this year as they have been sometimes in the in their earlier in their careers, but uh, that's the way it goes. And another team that will be looking to rebuild as they lose at least three key seniors off this year's team. All right, we move on to four A South Puget Sound League and the Olympia Bears, uh, who have a couple of teams that are really doing pretty well. Actually, the boys are twelve and four in league play, thirteen and seven overall, and they're going to host Kentwood tomorrow. Yeah, and that's it's really interesting. We talk about these tiebreakers where you had uh, in the um, Evco two A. I finally discovered uh, while we were talking about something else. I got a message on my phone that the tiebreaker was um, total points among the playoff teams. That's how they do break their oh, ties in the Evco. Okay, okay, and then Olympian Capital broke their tie simply by drawing numbers out of a hat. In the Olympia's league in the four A SPSL, they made them play off the second and third place tie. Yeah. With Piaub, who they had just won a dramatic game against. And fortunately for the Bears, they were able to win again on Saturday in the the tiebreaker for second and third, sixty four fifty eight. Kai Johnson leading the way with eighteen. So where was that game? That was up there at Piaub, I believe. Or maybe it was on a neutral side, but it wasn't at Ole. Okay. And Kai Johnson led with eighteen points and Ethan Gom made uh, four pressure free throws down the stretch. They are at home tonight, though. They play Kentwood in their district opener. So uh, good work by Ole to win some pressure games late and uh, get to host their first le- uh, first district game. All right, and the girls, 9-7 and seven in league, 10-10 and 10 overall. I love this. They play with Auburn Riverside at Graham Kapowson. That was last night. That was last night, but I'll tell you what, that is what Jackie Robinson, their head coach, wanted. Ran into him at the uh, Tumwater uh, game against, um, I believe it was a Tumwater game as WF West, and he said, he really wanted to go north. He did not want to go south because down that Greater St. Helens League, you got the Unions and Camuses and oh, yeah. some really monster teams of the world. So even though they've got to go on the road, I'm sure he was uh, much much more happy to go up to Auburn Riverside than to down to one of those dreaded uh, 
Greater St. Helens teams. All right, and they're another one of the teams that we'll be still talking about next Thursday right here on Hoop Talk. Where are they now? Where where they're in class, I hope, <laughs> studying hard and getting good grades because we, we're going to find out is where they're going to be next year. Who are we talking about, Dave? Well, in the uh, entirety of Thurston County and, and environs this year, there's only one Division One signee, and that is offensive lineman Jacob Diamond from Yelm, who will be heading to Idaho State in the Big Sky Conference. Two of his teammates will also be playing college ball next year. Kyle Robinson has committed to PLU, and Cody Gifford, one of uh, Kyle Robinson's favorite receivers, uh, is going to Linfield College down in Oregon. So two Division Three schools for those guys. And the guy that we just can't stop talking about, Timberline's Hunter Campo, fresh off his hoop heroics the other night, he will be going to join his teammate, his Timberline teammate, Jamin Falago, at Central Washington. Falago will continue to play linebacker, and Campo, though, will have to uh, switch over to slot receiver, which is going to be interesting. They, you know, Most of the colleges think at 5'8", he's not really tall enough to be a quarterback, so they're switching him to receiver. And interesting, just notice that J.J. Lemming, the quarterback for uh, Stellicum, uh, has signed with Central. So, Interesting combination possibly over the next four years of uh, J.J. throwing the ball to Hunter. And a few other guys from Timberline have committed. Uh, Drew Alf and linebacker Justin Kuhn will be going to Pacific Lutheran. And receiver and defensive back J.J. Graham is going to head to Butte College, a junior college down in California. And that's what we've got right now. All right. And on a side note, I'm trying to look up uh, one of our teams won – uh, a cheer competition, a statewide cheer competition. I think that was River Ridge, and uh, I should know that, but I saw something about that. Somebody won that. Well, I don't know that day. one, but if we're going to throw things in from other sports, we can also toss in that uh, Black Hill bowling team. The yes. Black, they came in second behind um, their rival Mark Morris, I believe, in the uh, state championships. And uh, um, All right. They're uh, – I got to think of her first name, Mackenzie Theophilus. Okay, came in second as an individual for the Wolves in the bowling tournament. All right, well that's awesome. And other things are going on, of course. And uh, as time allows and the season wanes, we'll try and cover everything that we can. Uh, any word on uh, our local small colleges playing basketball? Yes, there's plenty of word. Uh, St. Martin's continued to be nationally ranked. They're 17 and three overall. Unfortunately, for people who want to watch them, they're up in Alaska on the road this weekend. I think you can watch those online, but uh, they play at both Fairbanks and Anchorage over the weekend. Their women are uh, at home, though. Saints women play uh, North, Northwest Nazarene tonight and Central Washington on Saturday. Those are both 7 p.m. games. Evergreen uh, State men are off this weekend. The women are on the road for back-to-back games at Walla Walla University, South Puget Sound Community College, they're eighteen and four men's team. They've been Man. they've been a force the last several years. They're at home on Saturday afternoon against Green River at three o'clock, preceded by a women's game at one o'clock between the Clippers and Green River. All right. Well, our uh, fabulous sunny but chilly weather is going to devolve as the weekend moves on. But I tell you what, it's going to be warm and dry inside the gym, so there's plenty of reason to go out and see a game, right? Oh, there certainly is, and uh, you know I know one thing about. Uh, Postseason basketball in Washington is they play those a lot sooner than they play the regular season games. I remember driving up to uh, Bellevue on a skating rink two nights in a row because 
despite school being canceled, the state regionals were not canceled. Right. And that was back in 2011. People probably remember that was a year there was an ice storm and some of the people that were trying to get back from a Seahawks Monday night game. Um, well, no, that couldn't have been the same one because that wouldn't have been that time of the year. But it was that type of a of an ice storm where it yeah. took you hours to get back from Seattle. Right. And yet they went ahead and played those postseason games. So. Crazy time of year. Check your local listings. There we go. Crazy time of year. We want to thank our sponsors, Olympia Orthopedic and Rapid Orthopedic, L&E Bottling, Spin Tees, Prince, J&I Power Equipment uh, in Lacey and Yelm, Woodshed Furniture, and 911 Driving School. Please support them. And thank you for joining us this morning. And each and every Thursday morning, you will find the podcast on kgyfm.com. Email us, rzt at kgyfm.com. And uh, sign up for that driver's in. Be sure and join us next Thursday, 8.30 for Who Top, as high school uh, season gets into the postseason play, and we'll get farther and farther along with that. Right now, time for the Workday Weekday Kickoff with all the hits back-to-back right here on 95.3 Olympia's KGY.